You're listening to Beyond Headlines, a weekly news and information show on the Bay 88.7 FM. I'm Sabina Hooper. May 1st to May 7th is National Youth Week, with May 7th being National Child and Youth Mental Health Day. And joining me now to talk about youth mental health is Colleen McLean, co-owner of Sound Youth Counseling in Perry Sound. Colleen, thanks so much for doing this. It's such a heavy topic to discuss these days. It is. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so glad that you're showcasing youth mental health. Well, let's, let's start there. What exactly would you, how would you define youth mental health? Because there's a big difference between your teen being maybe a little bit moody and an actual mental health concern. Yes, that's true. I think I think I would look at youth mental health from an overarching perspective of it's how youth are doing, how they're able to cope with situations that come up and uh, navigate those challenges. And I think mental health is very much, you know, presence of community support, peer support, um, coping strategies, physical health. It's that overall well-being. Um you know, not just an absence of a diagnosis, let's say, because mm-hmm. you're right, we can experience all kinds of emotions and still not have a mental health disorder. Um, but when it gets more serious, and yeah, we need other strategies to help. How do you, I mean, as an average person, as a parent, how would you know the difference between the two? That's a really good question, Sabina. (laughs) I think that, you know, we all experience emotions and they they come and they go and they can come in very much in a way that matches a situation we're facing. So, you know, people talk a lot about anxiety and anxiety is a very common emotion. And for a lot of youth, it makes sense. You know, I have a test coming up. I'm a little worried about it. I'm anxious about it. That fits. It's when we start to see emotions last longer than the situation itself Mm -hmm. or at an intensity that perhaps doesn't match what's going on that we can start to say, okay, there might be something else going on. Through some of my own treatment, I mean, I've been very, very open about the fact that, you know, I have a lot of depression and anxiety mm-hmm. issues myself. Mm-hmm. I've been told it's generally um, if you're experiencing that sense of being down or depressed for two weeks. Each mental health component would have its own diagnostic criteria. So, you know, a psychiatrist would would assess that that piece, whether mm-hmm. to see how long it is. Kids, they have it a lot harder, I think, nowadays than you know, say, say our generation did. And it's, is it manifesting more, do you think? Are we seeing more kids who are experiencing mental health issues? Or is it just we're getting more reports because we're talking about it more? I think it's both. I think uh, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and things <laughs> myself, you know, and, and, and read articles as they come up. And uh, because I've wondered that myself, too. Is it simply we're talking about it more so it's more out there. And I think it's a little bit of that. I mm-hmm. think there's um, greater comfort in coming forward to say something's going on and I need support. I think adults are more aware of what's going on and they're more likely to intervene with a young person. Um, but then I think on the other side too, I think, no, it's happening more. Um, I think social media has a big role in that, that um, 
we still don't fully understand, but has really contributed to a greater mental health um, crises. Yeah. And there's two things just from my own reading that I've seen coming for um, how youth are impacted on social media. The first one has gotten a lot of attention and that's bullying. Mm -hmm. Uh, So how are kids being impacted by what's happening online? I think in I think in different ways. I think there's the connective piece of they have phones and so they are simply chatting. And so you know sim- through that they're able to continue conversations for better or worse outside of school. Mm-hmm. But then I think there's the social media app side of things too that give public uh, different than I have your contact, I'll talk with you. Uh, some of these apps give give a public platform for folks to continue harassing and, and bullying and criticizing um, that, you know, back in the day, mm-hmm. we leave school and we leave it at school. And and now it just follows follows everywhere. And we've seen some really tragic consequences mm-hmm. to that kind of thing. When mm-hmm. you think about it, it's really quite stupid, a stupid thing to do because mm-hmm. there's, if you're texting somebody or messaging somebody saying, you know, this, it's proof that there's a problem here. So probably not the wisest thing to do in, in any situation. But now the other thing that, um, and there was actually a, a study that was just released that a lot of kids are getting uh, a false um, perception of what beauty is mm-hmm. and what life should be, and that in turn is uh, creating feelings of anxiety, uh, self-esteem issues. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, I think that's all very true. I have you seen Dove's new? Yeah, piece? that is a, it's I, a Dove study actually. Yes, I love that they're starting to to highlight this, um, and and it's interesting timing with that. I don't know how it all inter you know twined with themselves but there's so many studies coming out now too looking really criticizing uh tiktok in particular mm-hmm. um you know some of those really strong algorithm based mm-hmm. um apps that just tailor messaging um that is not always helpful and i was listening to um dr lisa demore speak uh she's fabulous if you mm-hmm. ever have the chance to hear her and and she was talking about how a lot of these social media platforms one of the risks with them is that they're they're kind of skewing group norms they're skewing our perception of reality so you know you mentioned like self image and and beauty and we're getting this skewed sense of what beauty is and what most people look like and what most people Mm -hmm. do that just becomes impossible to be a part of yeah yeah and what about the quote-unquote influencers themselves Mm -hmm. i've been i've been seeing a lot of you know well so and so is doing this and so and so Mm -hmm. is doing that and it's not always positive stuff it's not and and I think, I think we need to build awareness that, you know, for those influencers, mm-hmm. um, that's their job. You know, a lot of them make a lot of money mm-hmm. um, being, presenting a certain image and using certain products and doing certain things. And I think it's very easy because anybody can make a video, anybody mm-hmm. can make a reel or a story. Uh, I think there's this sense that they're like 
you know, quote, like normal neighborly people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they're not, they're another, another whole demographic yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. We, we said that, um, it's coming out more, mm-hmm. more people are talking about it, but there is still an element of shame and embarrassment mm-hmm. in saying I have a problem. Mm-hmm. Is that more prevalent about around youth? Because there's a lot of judging that does go on and there's just self-esteem issues do you find that happens more uh i think i think i'm seeing that more in parents responses to youth really where yeah there's it seems like youth are more willing to talk and and recognize and acknowledge uh almost to we're almost like swinging the pendulum Mm -hmm. in um and it becomes casual conversation more you know run-of-the-mill conversation Mm -hmm. so it's interesting it'll be interesting to see you know if it swings back a little bit Mm -hmm. but some of the youth i talk with one of their greatest challenges is getting a parent or parents or caregivers to acknowledge that you know they're not um they're not just lazy they're not just sleep deprived they're like they're struggling with something and i think one of the challenges when we look umbrella term with youth mental health is so many signs and symptoms of of something going on irritability changes in appetite poor sleep habits changes in peer groups um you know temper emotions are easily dismissed as teenagerisms mm-hmm. that I think it makes that part challenging for for youth to feel like validated right so if they aren't able to reach their parents I guess school would be the next step to go to yes yeah, school is a great one all schools have a social worker or someone in the mental health field connected to them most schools have that person there full-time so they're a great resource to have. Uh, family physicians or nurse practitioners, public health is another great avenue for for young people to look look for support. Um, I think it's also you know good to recognize that as long as someone is capable of understanding and and making decisions, um, as of twelve, you have autonomy over your mental health. And so, you know, if a young person wants to reach out directly for support, they're fully within their their means to do that. And there are ways for practices to support that with, you know, I know payment's always a concern, mm-hmm. um, but there are ways for, for all of us to support that, so. I think that's fantastic, 12, mm-hmm. because I think my own, like, depression issues kicked in at about 12 or 13, and... Mm-hmm. The resources weren't there at the time. So it's fantastic that we have really changed as a society Mm -hmm. in taking this um, really, really seriously. Mm -hmm. So once we recognize that there is an issue, um, where do we go from there? Well, I think it's two-sided, probably. On one side, if it's an adult recognizing there's a concern, then, you know, it's bringing it up with the person, with the young person, uh, and and seeing if they want support. Um, because that's, you know, unless they're interested, uh, there's not 
much you can do other than try to leave little ideas or try mm -hmm. to teach different strategies kind of casually. Um, I think if it's a young person who's looking for support, then yes, there's, you know, you could definitely go a counseling route. Uh, there's also a lot of information online. Child mental health um, is, is everywhere with, mm -hmm. you know, workbooks, resources, podcasts, things that people can use to educate themselves. Yeah. Um, and services like yours. Yeah. And, and yes, thank you. And services like ours. And, you know, on our website, we certainly try to showcase local resources for Perry Sound of mm -hmm. what people can access. But then also, you know, if you are looking to just build your knowledge base, um, sort of educational resources as well. There is a lot out there. There mm -hmm. is a lot out there. So let's talk about um, some skills, mm -hmm. some skills. So let's start with parents. If you um, are dealing with a young person who is having depression, anxiety issues, what are some things that you can do at home mm -hmm. to help the situation and to help the person? So I think, you know, if it was depression and more of a clinical depression, that's, you know, becoming more chronic. Um, I think little, if you can find ways to build in little moments of accomplishments, which is really hard, but the depression, the urge that so often comes with depression is, you know, we want to isolate, mm -hmm. we want to retreat, we want to turn inward. And that doesn't always help us m move out of a depression. Um, sometimes that's protective, but sometimes it continues the cycle. Mm -hmm. So encouraging, you know, get, get out of bed and make your bed, have a shower. Um, even if you're going to watch TV, instead of watching TV in your bedroom, like get out and into the family room on a couch. Um, mm -hmm. Change the location, get out for a walk. Um, if you can encourage things that, you know, even used to bring about joy, uh, mm -hmm. even if they don't now, there'll be a part of you that like registers that this is, this is good. You know, this is positive. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if it continues, you know, checking in with a family doctor is always a good idea. Mm -hmm. Just, um, whether they refer for a psychiatry or not, I think that's always helpful. Um, to check. If it's anxiety, I think there's things you can do to help, um, whether it's breathing exercises, um, preparing ahead of time, if you know something's coming up that might cause, cause you to be anxious or worried about, you know, how can you cope ahead for that? Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, I think those would be you know, some, some ideas, but it's looking for anything the young person says that suggests they want to change and then just capturing that yeah. and, and moving in on that. Um, for sure. For sure. And people might be saying, really brush your teeth. That's a skill. <laughs> I, I don't know that people understand that mental illness sometimes prevents you from doing the most simple things mm -hmm. getting out of bed brushing your teeth washing your hair mm -hmm. so it really is a very very useful skill and and mm -hmm. i mean it can be done it just takes a little bit of work and some self-talk and urging yourself so mm -hmm. if let's put ourselves in the shoes of the young person now 
how do you convince yourself to do that when your illness is in fact telling you not to? Oh my gosh, it's so hard. And even part of that, but what you were just saying too, I just, you brought up a good point, which is, I don't want to forget it, uh, which is that, you know, for parents, sometimes we get home and we see and all they've done is showered and moved to the couch and we think, oh my gosh, like, what did you do all day? And I think it's important to recognize that when someone is, let's say, really depressed, that takes a massive amount of energy. It does. And that really could be a big accomplishment for that person on that day at that time. So I think being able to acknowledge that. And so that kind of goes into then as a young person, how do you motivate yourself or how do you do it? Um, I think part of it is being able to have the family support so that if all I'm able to do is get up and have a shower and brush my teeth, that I know that they know that that was good. That, yeah. you know, um, that was a positive thing for me. I think that helps. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, you know, I've been thinking a lot lately around sort of the difference between motivation and discipline. Mm-hmm. And I think what we risk sometimes in waiting to feel like we're ready to do something as it relates to mental health is that the feeling might not come. So if we wait until we feel like going for a walk, we simply might not ever get out there. Yeah. So it's, you know, what will I be, what am I going to do as a matter of discipline that I will simply do because I said I was going to, regardless of how I'm feeling. Um, so it's sort of counterintuitive, but I'm saying don't listen to your feelings yeah. <laughs> um, all the time. Yeah. No, I, and it's true. And something as simple as going for a walk, a walk around the block mm-hmm. is, is uh, it, can, it can really work wonders for you. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about um, food a little bit. Mm-hmm. It is hard to look after yourself properly. I mean, I've been known to head for the Joe Louis when when <laughs> I'm feeling down and it is the worst thing that you can do for yourself. Let's talk about self-care a little bit and how that makes you feel better. Yes. Uh, there, food does play such a key role I for know. sure. N- like nurturing us, giving us what we need. Um, avoiding the hangries mm-hmm. you know I am the master of the hangry yes <laughs> we are all simply better when we've eaten and uh, and so yeah it's eating regularly it's mm-hmm. kind of understanding you know maybe what it is we need and 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 trying to find ways to do that and I think one of the challenges for young people there is at in a certain way, they, they are at the whim of their parents and what their parents buy, mm-hmm. food-wise. So, True. you know, choosing options can be hard. Um, but I think eating regularly, you know, is is a good start. It is, it, it, and it should be part of your uh, mental health, mm-hmm. you know, program for yourself is, is look after mm-hmm. the entire machine, so to speak, right? yes. And, and you said showering, like... Hygiene's important if it's change your clothes, brush your teeth, wash your face, um, you know, wa- drink water. Um, those are all good places to start. Youth, adults, I don't care if you live on the moon, <laughs> a little bit 
of self-forgiveness too Mm -hmm. if you don't brush your teeth Mm -hmm. if you don't clean up your room forgive yourself and try again absolutely absolutely so often when i'm talking with someone who you know let's say had a goal for the week that they were going to do and i see them a week later and they didn't do it you know i'm i'm so much more interested in you know, well, why? You know, just what, what got in the way? Let's explore that. If you are feeling this, please go out and get help. You are not alone. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are, whoever is listening to this and whatever you are feeling, there are others feeling the same. It, yeah. We are all unique individuals and we are also all very much shared human experiences and and so reaching out and just talking to somebody can can be really helpful and not for everybody so that's okay too yeah no shame involved and how do we get in touch with you if people want to get in touch Uh, if you want to get in touch with us it's soundyouthcounseling.ca and we also have a number of free webinars uh, on the horizon they're on our website on teens in crisis drugs social media all of it so if you're interested and want more we're really trying to offer things that boost community support of mental health and we want to remind our young people that if you need someone to talk to please reach out kids help phone is an excellent resource you can call them at 1-800-668-6868 you can also text them at 686868 And their website is kidshelpphone.ca. And if you are in crisis, please call 911. And you've been listening to Beyond Headlines on 88.7 FM, The Bay. I'm Sabina Hooper.